Welcome to the Reinvent Your Health podcast. If you are done with being unhealthy, tired and sick, and are ready to get healthy so you can improve the quality of your life, then this podcast is for you. All right, today's episode is the part two of the thyroid episode, and today I have a special guest with me. Uh, her name is Cassidy. She's my niece, and she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and I just wanted to interview interview her since I'm talking about the thyroid to really get her uh, story about um, her battling with uh, thyroid cancer and where she's at now. So uh, here's today's episode. All right, on today's episode, since I am talking about the thyroid today, I thought I would bring a special guest onto my podcast, and that is my niece, Cassidy. Welcome, Cassidy. Hello. And again, the reason I brought her on here is because we are talking about thyroid, and she knows a few things about thyroid. So tell everybody what you were diagnosed with and then when. Yeah, so in um, April this year, I was diagnosed with a papillary thyroid carcinoma. So um, I, uh, when I was diagnosed, I was pretty much, I already knew. I had already been telling doctors for about eight months prior that I had an unusual growth in my neck. I, I could feel it. So... Um, after the diagnosis, it was pretty clear, you know, that something needed to be done. So what, 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 what kind of symptoms did you have or what did you start what exactly did you start noticing when, what makes you start questioning like, Hey, there's something going on? Well, the doctor said it was a slow moving tumor. So basically, um, I was having fatigue, but I was also having extreme panic attacks and shakiness. I mean, I would have three to five panic attacks a day, you know, almost to the point that it was um, a disability for me. So I think my thyroid was just overactive knowing that something was trying to take it over. So on my my previous episode that I just did, one of the things that I talked about, the, the whole episode was about being in the driver's seat of your life. And one of the things that I mentioned that's extremely important is being in the driver's seat of your own health Mm -hmm. and really not just going in and just taking the word of whatever the doctor said to heart to really own what it is that really own your health. And really you need the doctor, but you also need to really own that information yourself, get second opinions, do your own research. So you have a, an extremely strong, opinion about this because of your experience. Talk a little bit more about that entire experience. Yeah. I mean, I had a general physician I had seen since I was young and I had been seeing her and telling her that something was wrong. It wasn't depression. I was already, you know, medicated for that. And I was seeing her and she was just kind of like, oh, you know, we can do some invasive stuff, but I don't want to do the invasive stuff. So I eventually moved to another doctor. He misdiagnosed me um, and was very, very over, overly like confident about it. Most of them wouldn't even feel the lump in my neck that I was telling them about. They wouldn't even do an exam. So I had to physically tell the doctor, like, you need to come over here and touch my neck. You need to feel this in my neck. Um, 
and you know that I'm not crazy that I really am still tired you know if if I'm having that many panic attacks a day and then also feeling like I need to sleep for 3 hours a day that's not a normal 24 year old body um and I think that's what I struggled with and I think a lot of women in they struggle with it with their doctors I mean since I've had that misdiagnosis I've talked to many many women who have you know, told me as a woman, you need to scream, you need to cry, you need to be loud, and you need to demand what you need because um, a lot of doctors will just disregard what you're saying. So what what finally got their attention? What, like, Tell me about the moment when someone finally said, oh, we need to really take this seriously. Well, I brought my grandma in and I remember I was seeing a brand new doctor because I was just done with the last doctors I had seen. They weren't listening to me. And I was just like, stick a needle in my neck, cut me open, slice me open. You know, I want answers. I don't care what you have to do. Do the most invasive thing. I'm so ready. I, I literally need it. And the whole appointment, I was shaking because I was just like, I... I don't know, you know, I, I, I had known, I, I felt like I really knew something was wrong. And, and the only thing I could do was beg for someone to listen to me. So when you finally got the, the diagnosis of thyroid cancer, tell me about that moment, kind of, kind of that whole, that experience, what went through your mind, what you were feeling, kind of how you reacted and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a daze, you know, you, the cancer part is a trigger word. And, um, I was at work when I got the the news, they, they actually called me. They don't pull you into the office anymore. Like they used to, to give you bad news. Now they just call you on the phone. I suppose you can get a text. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so I, um, I, you know, I told my employer, like, I got to go, you know, take a walk. I was fundraising at that point. And I went for a walk and I was just sobbing and sobbing so hard. And I and I remember these, I was in this like strip mall, it's where I was fundraising. And these um, girls, you know, stopped me and asked if I was okay. And I just told them what happened and they prayed, you know, around me. And I'm really not a religious person, but it meant so much to me in that moment. And I still talk to those women to this day and... Um, you know, just the connection sometimes you make in extreme sadnesses, um, are important, I think. I didn't, I didn't have any idea. I didn't know that part of that. Yeah. I had no idea. That's kind of cool. It's kind of yeah. cool that people notice people. It's, it's one of the things we're so disconnected in society today. It's, it's cool that that moment happened because it's a connecting moment that usually never happens anymore. So that is, that is really neat. Yeah. I mean, I've even gone to like church with her, with her family and everything like That's that. Cool. I mean, it's, it, we connected over her husband actually had a brain tumor and he lost his job because his brain tumor was causing him to fall asleep at the wheel. Oh, wow. And things like that. So she was like, I, you know, I know we've had similar scares and, you know, there's something very strong about spirituality as well. Right. So, so then you got the diagnosis and then what was their plan? Um, their plan was to take out as much as they could. Um, you know, basically they did an extensive search on all my lymph nodes. I don't know if you guys know, but there's like... I mean, you could either have like like 
15 lymph nodes or like 35 or like then they're spread out throughout the body wherever so they had to go in and and like map where all my lymph nodes were and if they were suspicious and it was basically like an hour-long ultrasound of finding stuff they did a lot of blood tests I mean I've gone in and gotten like 10 tubes drawn before and it's just all these hormones they're tracking all of these um you know markers that they're tracking and um when it comes back a little bit off like I had a, a like some deficiencies as well so there's probably something in coming into play with that as well but like yeah um okay so okay so then they planned on then removing it correct yeah, they planned on removing it. Um, when they actually went in, they didn't know how much they were going to remove. Right, Like, right, they right. opened me up not even knowing. So, they kind of ended up taking, I think it was 10, lymph, 10 of my lymph nodes, and two of them had cancer in them. So, what they found of But the, they removed the entire thyroid. They removed the entire thyroid and... and they, were par- they were thinking originally about partial half of it right yeah they were thinking about half of it they ended up deciding on the whole thyroid unfortunately um like they did have to take out those 10 lymph nodes as well but the fortunate part is that even though they found cancer in the lymph nodes they didn't find it in the lymphatic veins so it wasn't spreading through the veins so so then okay so then you had surgery remove several lymph nodes, your thyroid. So then how has, how did, how has your recovery gone? <laughs> and then how, let's start, start there. How has your recovery gone? <laughs> yeah. Cause first one for the first time in my life, I f- felt my body change. I felt my body be weak. You know, I've always felt very strong. I've always felt like the person who can carry other people and, work for as long as I want and everything, but suddenly I was just weak. I mean, I wasn't even able to push a grocery cart, you know, like, and I'm a really, I couldn't pull weeds and I love pulling weeds. So, which is crazy, but but (laughs) I was, I was, so I was just not, I was really not handling it well. Um, I have a really supportive partner, luckily, who was taking care of me very like well at that time and I slowly came back because I have been like in the gym um slowly building up my strength again and slowly getting that back so that I can get backpacking and get out hiking and doing the lifestyle that I used to have which was put on hold right right all right so that's your recovery so what is your, I guess, maintenance plan now that you're kind of recovered from the actual surgery, but what is your maintenance plan now being without a thyroid? Because thyroid has a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that your thyroid controls. So what is your maintenance plan now? Well, I'm on lifelong drugs. Um, what I'll, exactly drugs are you on? Levothyroxine. So I'm basically recreating the thyroid hormone, which is what processes iodine in your body. body. So, um... But it's it's something that I've dealt with as well as with, like, my parathyroids. I have some problems regulating calcium as well, so I kind of live on Tums. So I always have to have, like, emergency 
Tums on me, just in case I have a low calcium attack. Um, aside from that, I think I've changed my lifestyle in terms of, you know, in terms of drinking and in terms of like just eating poorly. Those things affect me a lot differently now. I mean, whereas maybe I could handle fast food before, I just, I can't even, honestly, I can't handle it anymore. So, Overall, what would you say? Every every situation, there's a lesson in it. So what would you say you had learned from this experience? To be tenacious with your health because, I mean, you are the one who's listening to your body. You know, you are the one there living in it every day. And if you're not going to sit there and like actually convince someone, actually tell someone, I mean, if I hadn't gone to this doctor, the next doctor, the next doctor, I would be dead right now, you know, and it's a slow moving cancer. I may have had that cancer for a few years. So yeah, especially if you're a woman, keep trying, keep going, you know. And and again, listen to your intuition. If if you feel like something's going on, listen to Mm -hmm. it. And if that doctor doesn't listen, like you did go to the next doctor and go and, until yeah. you find someone that listens to you, um, don't give up on that. Don't just don't. One of the things you don't want to do is think, oh, that's a doctor. They know best. Yeah. You know your body more than that doctor does. Oh. And you know your body if you're not feeling right. So you're the one who owns, again, going back to the ownership and, and you're the one who is in is in control of your body and control of your own health. And no matter how much education doctors have. Doctors also can make mistakes and also doctors are under immense scrutiny or immense pressure to get patients through as quickly as possible. So it's just not the care that it used to be. So again, like that lesson is great because you do have to take ownership of your health and, and, uh, any other comments about kind of your experience or what you went through or, um, you're you're not you're not invincible even when you're young. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. Which which which, which again take uh, uh, every day's a gift. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wake up. I'm very grateful to be like much more grateful to be alive than I was. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on my podcast. I appreciate thanks. it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And if you like this episode, please subscribe to it and uh, leave a positive review and share it with someone. Again, if you're interested in health coaching, please visit my coaching website at kesterhealth.com.